You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on Apple Podcasts, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, Pelicans Insider Credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com. Here with you all on this Thursday, almost done with the week, and the Pelicans get a much-needed victory over the fairly hapless Memphis Grizzlies, 123-95. Going to recap that game for you. We're going to have a quicker podcast today, starting with that recap. And then I want to get into some of the NBA 2K League, the eSports League the NBA is starting up that's got some teams and uh, that have bought those teams into the league, only 17. But this is going to be kind of interesting, and this is a new venture for the NBA, and I think this is rather fun. So there's some quirks with how much these guys are getting paid that I want to dive into and then talk about the G League a little bit. So going to be a shorter podcast. I was sick yesterday, so going to try and knock this out and make it a little bit easier, and then we'll transition to all of this stuff. So we've got a lot to cover in this short time in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. So the Pelicans ended their four-game losing streak with a 123-95 win over the Memphis Grizzlies, who were basically tanking at this point. And you saw guys not play a ton of minutes. Marcus Gasol only played uh, just right under 20, was 0 for 3 from the field, didn't really look engaged in there. Mike Conley's out for the season. Chandler Parsons wasn't playing. Jim Michael Green wasn't playing. Mario Chalmers wasn't playing. Tariq Evans is away from the team for personal reasons. And you can go on and on and on. And it wasn't, you know, uh, much more than a G League team out there. So the Pelicans had to take care of business. They did. 123-95. And you saw a lot of positives from this team. Each one more led the way with 30 points for the Pelicans. Hit a career-high seven threes. He shot 68.8% on the night. 30 points. Good for him. His plus-minus is an absurd plus 41 to show you how impactful he was on the court or when he was out on the court, the Pelicans were just thriving. Nikola Mirotic, the recently shaved Nikola Mirotic, who no longer has a beard like mine, no longer looks like Andrew Luck with that neck beard, Uh, actually had a very good shooting night in the Smoothie King Center. Maybe just shaving that beard is exactly what he needed. He was 10 of 12 on the night, 3 of 5 from deep. For 25 points, the guy needed to break out of this slump and did it at the right time. Of course, playing Memphis helps, and we need to see him do this a little bit more against good teams. Anthony Davis kind of paced the Pelicans, provided that energy that he knew he needed to bring to the table. He only had to play 31 minutes on the night, 28 points, 12 rebounds. He also had three blocks, and he said after the game, you know, I need to kind of get back to the way I was playing. I needed to come out with a lot of energy on both floor and kind of they have the rest of the team feed off of him, which is what we said. When he's playing at a high level, everyone steps up their game. So this was important to see from him. Holiday had 15 points. Rondo had 13 assists. And really, there just wasn't much of a competition. And the only person on the Pelicans to play over 30 minutes was Anthony Davis. So they get a little bit of rest as well. But this wasn't all good for the Pels. There's a number of things they did in this one that you got to kind of cut out because it's going to create some problems in the future when you're playing better teams, teams that aren't named the Memphis Grizzlies or the Phoenix Suns. There were 18 turnovers in this game for New Orleans. Yes, Memphis had 20, but those 18 turnovers led to 24 of the 95 points for Memphis. That's not ideal. Memphis also had 19 second-chance points uh, as as defensive rebounding is starting to be more of an issue to end the year than it really 
was before, but 11 offensive rebounds leading to 19 second chance points. They're scoring on almost all of those. The Pelicans are usually good at limiting the points teams get off of offensive rebounds. That's because you have Anthony Davis as that rim protector down there, one of the best in the league. So even if you do get an offensive rebound, he's able to kind of force you to change your shot, block your shot, what have you, and end that possession that way. That's why I haven't been worried about the defensive rebounding. But since he hasn't been as impactful these past now five games, though he was tonight, you see teams getting more second chance points because he's not able to kind of clear those mistakes. That could definitely be a problem going forward. But the Pelicans did get back to that fast pace early offense. Alvin Gentry talked about this pregame. And then Memphis, uh, their head coach, uh, Bickerstaff, their interim, had said, we don't want this team to play fast because they have guys that can get out and run and take advantage of mismatches, take advantage of man advantages, and what have you in the fast break and in transition. 25 fast break points for the Pelicans. They did that. They set the tone. They played their style of ball. That's exactly what you want to see. And they get out of the Smoothie King Center with a win before heading on their West Coast trip. Very important. So now with this win, Pelicans have four games remaining. Magic number is now down to three. So still, no real change. They're a game up on Denver uh, for that eighth spot. Denver sits right behind them at 43 and 35. The Pelicans are 44 and 34. They're two games up on the Clippers. Clippers still might be eliminated from playoff contention if the Pelicans can win against the Suns. And if the, and if the Clippers lose, I think that straight puts them out. The Pelicans' magic number against them is just two. So win and you're in. That's the biggest thing. New Orleans is now tied with Minnesota in the win-loss column at 44 and 34, uh, though Minnesota sits at seventh due to the tiebreaker that they have with the Pels. Don't forget, Locked On NBA is five days a week, and I co-host the Wednesday edition of it. So make sure you listen and subscribe to Locked On NBA Daily, as well as Locked On Pelicans. Like it on Facebook. Just search Locked On Pels. Follow it on Twitter. It's at Locked On Pels. That does make a difference and keep this five days a week for you guys. The only daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, giving you all the insight you need and all the topics that are relevant to the team. So make sure you listen and subscribe. So let's jump into a bit of a different topic, and this is going to transition into something that's going on tonight here with myself and T-Bob Bear out of Baton Rouge, formerly of WWL Radio down here in New Orleans, but now with ESPN 104.5 up there in Baton Rouge and 100.3 down here in New Orleans. And that's the NBA 2K League is going on, and they held their draft yesterday. I believe there's 17 teams in the league. These are owned by NBA franchises, and it's going to be the inaugural season for this. Each team has six players on it. So I know when we play 2K, you kind of we always control the guy with the ball. And I'm not a big 2K player, to be honest. But we control the player with the ball in his hands. It switches from player to player to player. But now you're going to have to see these guys play off ball in a video game, and this is going to be pretty interesting and if you guys follow me on twitter listen to me on here as well uh you guys know i'm a big video game guy and just gamer in general so i'm intrigued by this because i definitely think esports are a bit of a wave of the future i don't know if they're i think they're as far ahead as people you know others do but i think this is coming and this is going to be a big industry i think twitch is a great tool just for watching people play games and have fun and it's interesting content out there that i think has all uh, is going to be very impactful and meaningful in the future so i'm mildly intrigued by the 2k league especially because it's really the first one sponsored by a major pro league that's kind of taking it under its wing 
So without going into a lot of the logistics of this, I find it kind of interesting, though, that they're not playing with actual players. Uh, they're not using previously created players. They're playing in a pro-am mode that basically has your five positions that kind of have archetypes tied to them, and you can pick which archetype your player is going to be, and you got to make that mesh well with your teammates to make the best team possible. You know, for point guard, you've got shot-creating slashers, shot-creating sharpshooter. you got sharpshooting playmaker or playmaking shot creator, as well as slashing playmaker, and it kind of goes on and on from there. Centers, post-scoring athletic finisher, slashing rebounder, pure rim protector, and so on. So you kind of kind of create a team, and it's going to be interesting to see how these guys all play together. I think the thing that really woke Twitter up to everything yesterday, though, was the money involved in this. 2K League players, so actually before we jump to that, this is how legit this is, that they had an actual draft yesterday. The Dallas Mavericks holding the first overall pick. And that guy went out on the stage with Adam Silver. He had the hat for the Mavericks gaming affiliate with the name of the Mavericks gaming team. It's just called Mavs Gaming. Then the Celtics crossover gaming, Jazz Gaming, Kingsguard Gaming, and so on. They almost all have gaming in the name. And went out and took a picture with Commissioner Adam Silver in the hat like this was the real NBA draft. If you want to legitimize it anymore, do you need anything other than Woj breaking the picks before they happen? Because that also occurred yesterday where he tweeted out before the draft even started, and this was televised too, before the television event started, he tweeted that, I think, like, Beats or someone like that was going to be the number one overall pick by the Mavs. He's breaking the NBA 2K League draft the same way he breaks open and, and gets four picks ahead of the actual NBA draft. I mean, you're legit then, right? That's all it takes is Woj dropping Woj bombs during that time. So this is how serious the league's taking it and other people are taking it too, though I think Woj had a little bit of fun with that one as well and knew he was kind of just messing around. But this is the salaries that 2K League players will earn, and it's anywhere from thirty-two to 35000 over six months, plus whatever they win from the $1 million prize pool. Players are going to get health insurance plus a retirement plan, so some sort of 401k, likely not a pension. Housing is also provided and relocation costs are covered because these players are actually going to be moving to whatever city uh, that they were drafted by, and they're going to live there for six months and just play the NBA in the NBA 2K League for six months. So you get... Housing provided for you, I'm assuming they're all going to live in a house together. They're going to have, I would assume, meals and a stipend and other things provided to them on top of their salary. And relocation costs are covered. Pretty interesting. You know, once a week, all of the teams are going to fly to wherever the 2K um, sports arena is going to be. And they're going to play the games there. And this should be pretty interesting to see how it all shakes out. Worth noting, though, is that these guys make more than G League players do. This was the big thing, and I think this kind of uh, woke Twitter up yesterday. G League players are only paid a max of 26000 If you kind of do work this out to seeing how much these 2K League players are making, and this is over a six-month period, remind you, you know, this maybe works out to over 100000 over a 12-month period. So these guys are making good, good money to play video games for a living. And I think that's awesome. And a lot of people want to make jokes and say whatever, and they shouldn't be getting paid more than G League players. This drives revenue now. This is big. Go look at Twitch if you guys haven't and see how some of these things are blowing up. And speaking of Twitch, I'll be on there with T-Bob Bear later tonight. We're going to be playing some Fortnite, but we're also going to be talking Pelicans and sports. It's like a live Q&A, fun, interactive thing. I don't know. We just felt like doing this and thought it would be kind of fun. So it's 
Nola underscore Jake is the Twitch username if you want to get on there. It should be around 7, maybe a little bit after. We'll go for, I don't know, however long we want to. My girlfriend's out of town tonight, so this just means video games all night with my boys here. So this is going to be pretty fun. We'll take your questions live. We'll answer them. T-Bob will jump in on any LSU questions, Pelicans questions as well. So... You know, esports and video games are a big thing now, and the NBA is really trying to kind of get involved in this. And this just goes to how cutting edge they tend to be when it comes to things and looking far ahead to the future, realize this might be worth investing some money in, which they're doing, and trying to see if it can take off. And look, esports is going to uh, generate more revenue than the G League is. So this leads to the final thing I want to talk about here, and we're only going to have one break in the pod today. We'll make it easy. And that's because... You know, the G League, as it's currently set up, isn't really there to make money or do anything other than let you park two guys and your two-way contract players, um, you know, that you have under the roster. And that's not a good thing. There's a disconnect between the G League as a development league to the NBA, and it's not going to have the money put into it like an esports league will until they kind of eliminate that disconnect. That's every team owning a G League affiliate, being able to kind of call those players up at will and making a, a true farm system or some degree of that. Because why do players and or why do teams need to invest a lot of money in guys that aren't really going to be there that long? They don't really have a chance in the NBA, according to them. And then it's not generating money because no one really goes to these games. You still have to staff an arena. You still need to have people be team attendants and other things like that. And while these, these uh, esports teams here with the NBA NBA do have people that work for them and directly for them. There's definitely GMs for all these. They're usually other team employees as well. So this isn't a thing that's costing you a ton of other money like a G League affiliate tends to do. And again, just keeping lights on in an arena is a lot of money to do. And you don't need to do that with this esports stuff. So it's kind of interesting to see. But until you make the G League into something that really does feed into the NBA ecosystem a little bit better to make it more of a part of each individual team, I don't think you're really going to see a difference in the pay or have all of that jump up and be what the NBA ideally wants. There's just no incentive to put that money in there because you're not reaping the benefits of that other than just saying you own a G League team. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Make sure you tune into Twitch tonight where T-Bob and I should be having some fun on there. It's Nola underscore Jake on Twitch. Just give it a search on Twitch. You'll be able to find it. Thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Be back with you tomorrow to recap the NBA standings. There's a big slate of games tonight that are going to be rather important for the Pels. We'll be keeping an eye on that also. So we'll look over those standings, preview the weekend's games, get you set for all of that, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. 